Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rush Hour podcast, hosted by myself, Ami Kamal, and Jay Park. And Jay, Ben, we finally have our final contestants for the 2021 NBA Finals, the Milwaukee Bucks against Phoenix Suns. I'm pretty sure that nobody saw this coming. Plenty of people actually saw the Brooklyn Nets and, and the Lakers and whatnot. And that was, I guess, quote unquote, what the NBA expected. But let's start off with the Western Conference Finals and how that shaped out. So the Phoenix Suns ended up beating the Los Angeles Clippers with the overall six games, four to two. I mean, that was pretty interesting because the Phoenix Suns started off the series with Chris Paul being out due to due to COVID protocols. And at that same time, the Los Angeles Lakers lost Kawhi Leonard with that knee injury. What's your overall thoughts on this, on this series? I know we both predicted that the Suns would have won regardless if Kawhi played or not, but we didn't see this turn happening. Yeah, no, for sure. And the way that the last couple of games happened, like with the Clippers winning in Phoenix to extend the series, send it back to L.A. where everybody thought that, you know what, the Clippers are going to win it at home, send it to a game seven, play it back, play it back in Phoenix, and then nobody knows what's going to happen, right? Because anything can happen in the game seven. But here comes Chris Paul, you know, playing against his former team um, in his old playgrounds and just dominating in the fourth quarter, especially just putting out any hope that any of the Clippers fans in the arena had about a potential comeback or, or a potential game seven. Uh, Chris Paul just showed the reasons why that he's still a top 10 player in the league. And he's arguably, at least in my opinion, probably a top five greatest point guards of all time. What he displayed in terms of the shot making, in terms of creating plays for himself and for others, just the sheer determination and the will to win the game, play during the clutch moments, uh, it, was, it was something spectacular to watch. And the crazy part is that just literally two years ago, Chris Paul went from one of the elite point guards within the league to potentially being having one of the worst contracts in the league. And that's when the Houston Rockets decided to trade him to the Oklahoma City Thunder for pretty much Russell Westbrook. They just didn't see him meshing up with James Harden. And little do you know, he dragged the Oklahoma City to, to the playoffs and they had a great season. And as a result, got traded to the Phoenix Suns and look at him. They pretty much dragged the Phoenix Suns again to their first playoff appearance in pretty much a decade. Obviously, with a lot of young talent, it was a similar story to what he did in Oklahoma. But what he did with Phoenix is pretty impressive, man, because a team that hasn't been in the playoffs for over a decade and all of a sudden they're in the NBA Finals, you don't see that happening every every now and then at all. All right, let's move on to the Eastern Conference Finals and the Milwaukee Bucks and Atlanta Hawks. This is pretty much one of the most devastating Eastern Conference Finals, man, because each superstar within both of those teams got injured. Trey Young, who's been having a phenomenal performance throughout this whole playoffs, he pretty much tripped over a referee. So he even got injured in a way where you could least expect it. Like, how can you trip over a referee and, and you sprain your ankle? Like, that's you never you definitely don't see that happening uh, often. And the Milwaukee Bucks, we saw how the way that how Giannis fell and hyperextended his knee. He's, I'm pretty sure that Giannis is very grateful that he didn't end up popping his kneecap or anything serious like that. But And uh, he's doubtful, and he could potentially still make it to the NBA Finals. But the Milwaukee Bucks ended up beating the Atlanta Hawks 4-2 throughout game 4, 5, and 6. They pretty much, the two superstars from each team did not end up playing. I'm pretty sure that the Atlanta Hawks could have had a huge chance if Trey Young was healthy. Same thing with Milwaukee, you know, like although they, they won. They could have probably won a lot sooner. What's your what's your thoughts on that series and and how Milwaukee managed to pull this off without without Giannis Antetokounmpo? I mean, one yeah, of the Antetokounmpo brothers were were playing, but it was the wrong one. Yeah, it was the wrong one. 
Uh, it was the ins insignificant brother that was playing out there. But for me, you said it right there. The storyline belongs to the Milwaukee Bucks and how they played without their superstar in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Just playing without the Greek freak and still being able to win, especially on the road in a hostile environment, that's what, that speaks volumes of the team's depth. Obviously, granted that the Hawks aren't as formidable of a team without Trey Young either, but to see Chris Middleton step up, Brooke Lopez step up, Drew Holiday step up, all of them Portis. playing with Bobby yeah, Portis, Bobby Portis gotta, right? Crazy Bobby, right? Crazy Eyes Bobby. All those guys stepping up with a more aggressive mindset, just knowing and believing that they're, have, they, they're the ones who have to kind of make up the void that is left by Giannis's absence. So Bucks now in their first NBA Finals in a long time. Obviously, it's great for all the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks fans and especially those fans who come out on a game-to-game -game basis in the what they call the Deer Valley, which is uh, trying to duplicate what the Raptors have. Pretty much the Valley Village Park. version version of uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Valley yeah, Village version of Jurassic Park. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I'm looking. I'm looking at those fans, and I'm like, man, that that does just doesn't that doesn't even look right. <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah, looks so, so out of place. Yeah. So for me right now, all I can say is I'm happy for for the Milwaukee Bucks to be in the NBA Finals, um, and I'm happy for the uh, for the Phoenix Suns because. At least from the start of the year, nobody would probably have favored any of these two teams to be in the NBA Finals. This playoff, like you mentioned previously, has been very unpredictable, right? So uh, it's been random. It's, it's been, you, you can't really pinpoint, you know, what really happened other than maybe injuries. But who knew that the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks would make it to the NBA Finals uh, for the 2021 NBA Finals? And right now, I think that the Bucs really need Giannis back much sooner than later. Uh, obviously, after he hyperextended his knee, you know, he, he didn't play uh, the last couple games uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. But without Giannis, you can't really say that they have a good chance against a pretty much a fully healthy Suns team. I know Chris Paul's also dealing with some minor injuries of his own. But from what we've seen in that, uh, that closeout game in L.A., you know, he looked fine to me. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the Atlanta Hawks... They pretty much they've got a bright future ahead of them, man. When you look at their roster, like Trey Young is only 22 years old. Kevin Herter, man, he played out of his mind. He's only 22, 22 years old as well. And him and Trey pretty much got drafted in the in the same draft class. Uh, John Collins, who's on a qualifying offer, his pretty much rookie contract is pretty much ending. And I'm pretty and he's 23 years old. And with with the, with his performance this year, like he he pretty much locked up his deal. And I'm pretty sure the Atlanta Hawks have no other option but to extend him because there are going to be teams that are going to offer him the max. I mean, bum teams like the Orlando Magic, like they they can't <laughs> wait to get a, they can't wait to put their hands on a, on a John Collins, especially after they lost Aaron Gordon. Uh, Cam Reddish, 21 years old. DeAndre Hunter, 23 years old. Okongwo, who got drafted this year, he's 20 years old. I mean, this this Atlanta Hawks reminds me of the uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder with uh with Westbrook and KD when when they pretty wow. much wow yeah like that's that's the amount of talent that they got. On that team nobody saw this coming and uh obviously as a result the atlanta hawks decided to give nate mcmillan an extension a four-year extension i guess that he, he he played it he played it right he took full advantage of the opportunity and he he pulled a miracle pretty much obviously with a little bit a little bit of luck on the way and uh, a little bit of psychological breakdown from ben simmons like he did it and so we got we got to give him got to give him huge huge credit 
for pulling this off. But now let's move on to the the actual the 2021 NBA Finals between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. I'm pretty sure that way ahead of this, when we when we actually had a a playoffs prediction, we both had the Phoenix Suns making it to the finals, but we had the Brooklyn Nets winning it all, and that was assuming obviously the big three in Brooklyn were were healthy. But now that the Phoenix Suns are in the finals. Chris Paul is out of COVID protocols and Giannis is still dealing with that hyperextension knee. What's your thoughts on the NBA finals and who do you think is going to finally take it all? I honestly believe this weighs heavily based just on mind you, Giannis, Giannis, Giannis is still doubtful yet. Yeah, exactly. So, so he's not we, ruled we out. Still, yeah. So we don't know what his official status is going to be uh, probably just right around game time tomorrow. But if he's out, the games that Giannis doesn't play, Milwaukee's going to lose those games. Guaranteed, especially in Phoenix. Phoenix is going to start the series uh, 2-0. and They're not going to lose the first two games at home. There's just no way. The fans are crazy. Chris Paul is out of his mind. Devin Booker is, is firmly believing in himself that he's meant to be at this stage. He's meant to be in the NBA Finals, that he's meant to be following the footsteps of his uh, role model and idol in, in the late uh, great Kobe Bryant. He's going to try to step up and do his thing. DeAndre Ayton, this is the first time that he's ever made it this deep in his life in any playoff series and like his, his whole NBA life or basketball life even. So, and you got great role players like Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, Mikhail uh, Bridges, Campaign. There's all these guys who are stepping up at the right time and the Suns just have way too much momentum right now. And the Bucks, yeah, granted that they snuck past the Atlanta Hawks without Giannis in the last couple of games, but this is a different ball game now. This is a different level of competition. The Suns, you can't think that the Suns are going to screw up and give you the game. The Suns don't really make mistakes. So you're going to have to earn your wins and beat them. And you need all your talent and all your depth to, to give yourself the best chance. And without your superstar, your two-time MVP, your defensive player of the year, I don't know if that's going to be possible. So for me, the edge would go to the Suns. And I will say that this is all wrapped up within six games max. That's regardless of Giannis plays or not. Regardless of Giannis plays or not. Yeah, I think I think I'm uh, I'm definitely gonna lean towards that. But uh, I was actually thinking that I was going to make an assumption that they would probably take it to seven, just based off the fact that Giannis, assuming that Giannis comes back in either game two or three, because Giannis is not if Giannis even if he's on the court playing injured, uh, he's he's really he's really an effective player. He's not a player like Trey Young where where he needs his ankles and he he relies on his quickness. All he has to do is just pretty much grab the ball and just drive. Like, I'm pretty sure that shouldn't be too too much. It might affect him when he when he's jumping high. He doesn't want to put too much pressure on that kneecap. But other than that, I do agree with you. I think the Phoenix Suns pretty much got this. I believe that the, that team is a lot more deeper than the than the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, they got players that are playing out of nowhere. A player like Campaign, man, he went from being Russell Westbrook's uh, dance partner. To being <laughs> being a journeyman, being a journeyman playing in multiple teams on minimum minimum deals to going to China pretty much, and coming back and getting an opportunity with uh, with the Phoenix Suns and he took full advantage of it. We saw the way that he played without Chris Paul when Chris Paul was out due to COVID. He pretty yeah. much played a huge huge impact role on that team and man, I think I think the Phoenix Suns uh, definitely got this one. Yeah, I mean their window, their best chance and probably their only chance to win the chip probably within the next five years is this year and is right now. I mean, this was the playoffs riddled with injuries. If we just quickly look at who they had to face from the beginning, think about it. They've, they played the Lakers without AD. 
right? Now, even if AD played and he was, you know, relatively healthy, the Suns could have still won that series, but there's still a lot of people who would say that the Lakers fully healthy probably would have been favored in that matchup. But then we move on to the next series. They played against a, an, an injured Nuggets team without Jamal Murray, right? You and I both agreed that if Murray was playing Nuggets with the reigning MVP uh, of the year in Jokic and the blossoming young star in Michael Porter Jr. plus Jamal Murray, I mean, we're looking that that Nuggets would, would have probably won against the Phoenix Suns in that matchup. But then next round, they play against the Clippers team with without Kawhi. Now, with Kawhi, it, it would have definitely been a more interesting series, and I think that Clippers would have a slight edge in potentially winning. But the Suns, what happened was with each progressive series from round one to round two to round three, they gained so much more confidence, so much more momentum. All the role players were stepping up in the right moments. Chris Paul was getting healthier. Devin Booker had his, had his games where he really uh, – control the game and dictated the flow of the game and made sure that, you know, he did his thing with his shot making ability there. It just, everything panned out. Like to me, this is how the, the Warriors won their first championship with Steph Curry before KD got there. This is kind of uh, reminiscent of how Kawhi Leonard led the Toronto Raptors to their first uh, ever championship in franchise history. It's just, things kind of just work out this way. And so now it's all about written that the Phoenix Suns have everything played out for them to win the chip. Milwaukee, as much as I would love to see Giannis win his first championship, he's still young. He's still in his like mid-20s. Like the guy still has like a lot of time left. Like Chris Paul. Chris Paul's like touching 40. I mean, he's already balding. So I mean, I don't know how many, how many more uh, State Farm commercials that he has left in it. So before he's all, you know, done and gonna retire from the NBA, I believe that Chris Paul can cement his legacy. And be in the conversation of like the top five greatest point guards of all time. He needs this championship. And I think if Devin Booker and DeAndre wins one as well, that'll be huge for their confidence moving forward. Because, you know, it's one thing to say that you're a good player uh, without a championship. But if you're a good player with a championship, you know, that's that's to me, a great player with a championship ring means more than a great player with a regular season MVP. I guarantee you that Charles Barkley would swap out his MVP for a finals NBA championship ring. No doubt, no doubt. Like great players, you can ask Carl Malone, you can ask anybody. Anybody who are great players that won MVPs, they'll swap that out for an NBA finals ring. I think so, that, yeah, I think that this this title is going to mean a lot, a lot more for, for Chris Paul, mainly due to the fact that obviously his age, uh, it'll cement his legacy as a top five uh, point guard, or maybe even top three point guard. And also the team that he even won it with, so winning it with the Phoenix Suns is going to mean a lot more than winning it with a team like like the LA Lakers or or teams you know like a Golden State Warriors or teams with you know with numerous titles. It's going to be the first title for the Phoenix Suns. So that's, that's yeah that has a huge edge to it. And I know you said this before that you know they haven't made the playoffs in like ten years or something like. But also consider this: four years ago they had the worst record in the NBA. Four years ago they had the worst record in the NBA, and now they're in the NBA Finals and probably going to win this whole thing. Like that's to me a remarkable turnaround. You're the bum of the biggest bum of bums four years ago, and now you're going to be an NBA champion. That's crazy. What do you think that this does for Chris Paul moving forward? He's at the end of his he's at the end of his four year one fifty nine million dollar contract. So he has a player option, and he's going to be a unrestricted free agent. 
you think that he's going to try to negotiate with the Phoenix Suns and get maybe a three-year 120? Or is he just going to – he's going to be content with his his ring and try to get the biggest back possible within the team? Do you think he's going to try to run it back and get a, a negotiable or reasonable deal that will help the team? Or is he just going to run off for the biggest back? Because <laughs> we know that the New York Knicks are one desperate franchise, and they'll probably give him the whole boatload. At, 30, at, at 36. Yeah, I, I think um, the Knicks will probably offer him Times Square for crying out loud. You know, they'll yeah. probably offer him the whole Madison Square Garden for him. James Dolan it's, will offer him a piece of the Knicks, trust me. Right, like it's especially if the Suns win it all this year and Chris Paul is going to be the finals MVP and clearly the best player on their best team. I honestly think that Chris Paul made uh, a little over $41 million uh, for his NBA contract this year. Next year, he does have the player option for $44 million. Now that's tough to turn down, right? Forty-four million for one year—that's really, really up there. You know, that's that's like Stephen Curry type money with like the supermax. I'm not sure how right? this works, but can he can he pick that up and then renegotiate mid-season, or or he has to wait till next summer? I don't know the the technical aspects of the extensions, but I believe that he can pick up the forty-four player option, and during any time next season, he can renegotiate for an extension with the Phoenix Suns for whatever agreeable amount that is satisfied, uh, that is satisfactory to both parties. But if he declines the 44 mil, then they can rene- renegotiate for an extension right away. But I don't think that they can re- uh, start negotiations for an extension until the contract actually starts, which would be the start of next year. So 44 mil, I mean, that's tough to turn down. I mean, if, if I was Chris Paul, Pick that up, knowing man. Chris like knowing Chris Paul, though, like, yeah, money's important. I mean, it is important to everybody, but he's a competitor. You know, I think he's a very feisty, small point guard, like in the likes of like, you could say like a Rondo almost. Um, but he has the same spirit, that competitive spirit, like a Kobe Bryant, like a Russell Westbrook. So I think he would want to run it back. So he's definitely going to play at least one more season. But now what is he going to do after that, that one season? I honestly think that depends on how successful the, uh, the Phoenix Suns are in the playoffs. If they lose in the first or second round, I think he's looking to retire because you rather go up on top than, you know, just being average, right? So I think this year, they're probably going to win it all. Next year, it honestly depends. I mean, they, they kind of got a little bit fortunate with all the injuries to a lot of key players. So we'll see how healthy uh, a lot of the other players are for next, next year during the playoffs. But if they lose in the first, second round, I think that's it for him, which is bad news uh, for the Phoenix Suns organization. But, I mean, it lines up with their, their cap situation, though. So if you look at their current salary cap situation, Chris Paul is making the most at 44 mil next year if he actually picks that up. Devin Booker is going to be making a little over 31. And then everyone else is making less than 13 mil. I mean, we're, and, we're looking and, at guys. And we got to keep note that DeAndre Ian could potentially get the max. In addition exactly. to Mikael Bridges as well. Well, he's exactly. going to get, get an extension, but definitely not the max. Exactly, right? So we're, we're going to see how all of this is going to play out. And th- even think about campaign, right? Campaign, campaign this guy's yeah, making, yeah. like, he's making less than two mil a year right now, right? Like, he's definitely going to make a lot more than two mil moving on, right? I mean, campaign's going to be an unrestricted free agent after this uh, this playoff run, right? And he's so, going to be the, the sacrificial lamb for this for this championship team because they're not going to afford him after this. And, and even guys like Torrey Craig, Torrey Craig is a, is a pivotal 
rotation player for them, but he's only making less than 1.7 mil. And he's also an unrestricted agent. So because of the cap situation, they could potentially run it back for one more season, which it would be next season. But moving beyond that, that's when all these uh, big-time extensions are going to kick in with the likes of DeAndre Ayton, potentially a Mikael Bridges, and so on and so forth. Right? Just Once know, you have, and just to know, Tory Craig, he's getting a win regardless because he started the season off with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in a situation where uh, Andre Verja was the Cavs and Warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, he ended up winning a ring regardless. Yeah. But, but, yeah, like, typically with any team, the moment that you have two or three players that makes over 20, 30 mil, then you're already kind of looking at, like, very limited options on tweaking your roster, right? So that's kind of what Milwaukee has. Like, Milwaukee, if we talk about them for a second, believe this, Chris Middleton makes the most this year. So Chris Middleton made the most this year at 33 mil. Giannis at 20, uh, about 28. Drew Holiday at about 26. And then everybody else makes less than 13. But moving forward to next year, now we got three guys who are making more than 31 mil a year, right? Giannis at 39. Chris at almost 36. Drew at 31. And this is only going to get higher and higher with each passing year. Like if we look at, what is this year? 2023, 2024. So three years from now, this is the Bucks payroll. Middleton's going to make 40 mil. Giannis is going to make 45. Drew Holiday is making 36. That's, that's, that's basically like what? Like 100, 110, 120 mil right there. So they're basically going to have very, very limited resources and, and cash space unless they want to, you know, go over and, and uh, pay the luxury tax. So this is what I mean in terms of like the timing of the team's contractual structure. And this is how the Phoenix Suns, everything is just kind of set out perfectly. They're in the finals now. They can probably win it all. Next year, they don't really have any of the, the younger players kicking in with their massive extension deals and like the likes of Aiton and, and Bridges. So they could run it back for one more year. But Chris Paul, like if he wants to get paid, like kind of like Kyle Lowry wants to get paid this offseason after his final year is done, he's probably going to have to go, go elsewhere unless Phoenix Suns wants to pay the luxury tax and go way over the salary cap. But historically, that hasn't been what, they, what, what they're about. They historically, they, they try to not pay the luxury tax and avoid that at all costs. They're not like the L.A. Lakers or the Golden State Warriors where they just, you know, they're, they're printing money when they sleep and can pay for anyone. So I, I think Chris Paul and the Suns, they have this year and next year. And that's pretty much it. I agree. And game one starts tomorrow at nine o'clock on ABC. And I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, like we said, you said Bucks and six. Oh, sorry, you said Phoenix and six. I say it could potentially go to seven. I'll stick to that. But uh, I think that's all for today's episode, everyone. And catch you guys in the next one, especially with this NBA playoffs uh, kicking off tomorrow. Catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.